Willie Mack. Has forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Plus. Oh, you got skill, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for that! Welcome to, I'm singing this one, welcome to episode <laughs> number 20 of 20. Take. See how I grab the microphone mm. too like I'm a crooner? I'm basically oh. buble. <laughs> um, before we start, Will, we've just had news in that um, ex-player and coach uh, Paul Green has tragically passed away um, at the age of 49, which is which is awful news. He's, I mean, that's so young. Um, there's no real details yet, but um, yeah, full um, commiserations and to his family and friends. That's um, you knew him personally, obviously. So it's so sad, man. I've had um, I haven't been coached by him, but obviously he's been in the in the rugby league sort of fraternity for a while since the '90s, and highly respected man. Last time I saw him was last Origin, and we sat down and we had a couple of beers together. He was, I think that was after he just got sacked from. Maybe Queen. I don't know. I think he was. A, was I think he was a Queensland coach. Or yeah, yeah, something, something like that. Coach, yeah. yeah, last year. But he wasn't a North Queensland coach. So, um, yeah, we had a good chat and just talking about football. He's always been, he's always been a, I don't know, pretty good bloke to me. So it's a shame. I don't know. There's no details, but I just, you know, prayers up for his his family and and everyone who's close to him. That's just a tragedy, mate. He's 49 years old. So young. Fucking 42. It just scares the hell out of you, doesn't it? Yeah. It's awful. I mean, and, and that's that sort of thing. You know, we were talking last week about your trip up to, to Broken Hill, Wilcannia, and, and mm. how young the, the the average age of death in a, in a, in a, in a man in that region is only 37, 37 or 38. And yeah. we were horrified by that. And then you've got someone, you know, as well, 49, it just, you know, hug the people you love. He's got his fam, young family and wife and, and everything yeah. like that. Everyone's going to be affected by that. It's, it's, um, it's terrible news, man. Yeah, it's terrible. Awful. Yeah. That's starting the show with some bad news, yeah. which is, you know, anyway. But uh, as I said, we hope that everyone in the Green family is doing okay. That's terrible yeah. news. Um, you were up sort of, up, in speaking of North Queensland, you were up there on the weekend. It's in actually. Bundaberg, yeah. yeah they I had, had a the- very busy week last week. I was doing some stuff for um, New South Wales Rugby League out, into, out in the country in, in Wagga we were. Wagga Wagga. Um, doing this um, knock-on effect. It's pretty much like, a ripple effect, you know, going out because there's a lot of do- a lot of deaths in um, country roads, drink driving, or people on their phones getting distracted. It's an accident every 41 minutes. You know what I mean? So there's like it could be a crucial accident, or there's just some sort of accident. The stats are horrifying, absolutely horrifying. So, so it's, so it's got that bad that they've obviously got New South Wales rugby league signing with Transport New South Wales, and we're out in the country into um rural areas just trying to teach these kids just educate the kids about the ripple effect or the knock-on effect obviously that's a rugby league analogy the knock-on effect you could have for me driving just say if you kill your mate it's pretty it's pretty raw yeah for i sure. mean yes it is pretty raw um you know if i'm dri- driving you got three of your mates and i'm speeding or doing some you know drinking or anything like that and like you three die and i survive you know it's, mm. it's a lot of worst case scenarios and yeah, I think it really sunk in because we were talking to the 16, 17, 18-year-olds. So it was good. We had about two, two and a half days down in Wagga. Then I had to fly home on the same day. I think it was the Friday. So Wednesday, Thursday, flew home Friday morning. 10 o'clock flight with the Bulldogs to Bundaberg on the Friday. Mm. Got landed in Sydney. Obviously, everything's just been fucking delayed in country towns and stuff. At like 10 past eight, had to go back home in peak hour traffic. <laughs> get all my Bulldog stuff, and then get back to Sydney Airport. I made it just, but it was uh, pretty hectic. And then I was up there till Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then in Brisbane, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, I've just been, it's been nonstop. I just can't cope with you being this busy. It's just so unusual. I spent the vast majority of my adult life with you harassing me at work and now mm. I'm doing nothing and you I can't get hold of you. You're too busy. No. It's ridiculous. This, I think the origin period and all this sort of travelling because of the Bundaberg thing and I do stuff when you say Wild Rugby League because it's been on pause for two years. Yeah, yeah. Because of COVID, because of a lot of things and the travelling, travelling with teams, if you weren't part of that, if you weren't in the bubble, you weren't travelling. Now whole whole groups, whole teams are going up, members, you know, board members, you know, everyone, the whole club goes up. Yeah. And that's, that was our home game, home game as well. Like they're all travelling to New Zealand. I was like, yeah. I did Not see. a chance. I'll go to Bundaberg. It was 25 degrees. I was I'm sitting, going to New Zealand. I think it must have been Sunday night on the news, maybe. And I was sitting there watching the news. 
And Finn goes, Willie, there's Willie, there's Willie. And I look on the screen and there's you and Terry Lamb. Bah. And the only thing I could see was a table full of about 500 <laughs> gins. And I was going, oh, that's good. Oh, it was a great, it was a great day. Great three days. Bundaberg was amazing. Obviously, we didn't come away with the two points. North Queensland's a, North Queensland's a good team. And we stuck with them for about, well, we could have got that game. For sure. Bit of class from North Queensland showed up and, um, you know, the Val Holmes and all those sort of guys. That's why, that's why they're, Origin in Australian plays, you know, we don't have those plays yet. So, just um, we did go out there and we had a bit of we had a big dig on the field and um, off the field was fun. Bundaberg was good, very hospitable. Fun was it with the gins, <laughs> the table full of gins. Great. I we we had big days, but it wasn't like big nights. You know, you, it ain't like Sydney nightlife and nah. stuff like that. So as soon as it was done with the clubs and stuff, I mean, you know, with the you know going to whatever we had to do, the events and all that kind of stuff, I was done. I was home by like 9.30, 10. Yeah. So it wasn't like you were kicking on or anything like that. So Kalki Moon is the gin sponsor. It was a gin sponsor for the week. Yeah. And that's why it was just unlimited, was unlimited gin. gin. And they had these little bottles like that and they were like 5% and they were just mixed with some beautiful stuff and it, that was one sip. They look like throwdowns. They were throwdowns, yeah. man. They were dangerous for and they were throwdowns. That, like color of that thing where you're like, that's an alco pop. You're basically I'm, just because I'm looking at. Th- I don't. I'm not going to sit solo. there and smash beers all day. It was like and Great Northern, good beer, but it's better on tap. I don't like it out of a can. And I said, like, what, what are those things? Oh, they're gin. I'm like, <laughs> straight in. Ten of those gins, please. How do you reckon Terry Lamb's old '80s teammates of Bulldogs like seeing him drinking? Like seltzers on the yeah, TV. They disappointed. They would have been, would have been disappointed. disappointed. And they, they all looked like they were in front of him too. They were too. <laughs> I was sitting ninety percent yours. Mm, yeah. Oh, bar goes right. Um the other thing, just quickly before we move on to rugby league news, what about Paul Gallen fighting Hodges and Hannett at this in the same night? It's that's you embarrassing. Know what? If either, like, because I reckon Gal's going to win. He'll beat them both. He's going to beat both of you up. What are you doing? They must be getting paid so much money to get flogged. Two blokes. Two guys. Flogged in one night. Imagine being part of that. Um, your legacy was that. Like, they, they were two great football players. Three great football players. Gal wins regardless. Like, he's going to win. One on because, one, he beats them both. One easily. on one. Yeah. But so, he doesn't. If people know Paul Gallant, he doesn't get tired. No. He just does non-stop. And those blokes don't fight like he fights. They haven't no. had the caliber of that. Gal's no. like, he's been in wars. He's fought Justice That Huni. Justin Hooney <laughs> kid was like, bashed him for 12 rounds. Yeah, and and he, he fucking still he didn't go it. down. Yeah. I don't think any of those guys, I love both. I love Benny. I love Hodjo. I love Gal. And I'm just like, fuck, Gal's going to fuck you both up. And I wouldn't want to be on, I wouldn't want to be that. I wouldn't want to play rugby league, greater rugby league um, career, everything like that. And I was like, yeah, two of us trying to bash Gal and we got, we got bashed. Well, <laughs> well that yeah, was... That's going to happen. Well, it's that's, a big chance. And then Gallant, Gallant at the press conference goes to Hodges, I'll give you five to one. Yeah. And I was like, take keep it, your eh? 10 grand. Keep your 10 grand. Do not lose $10,000. He knew it. He knew it. He's like, nah. <laughs> what happens when you fight for the wrong reasons? Oh, You know what? Anyone who gets in the ring, I don't care what anyone says, anyone who gets in the ring is brave. they got balls, um, man. But, Hodjo and, and yeah. Benny. But like, I don't... But, that, but I think Hodjo's been calling him out one-on-one anyway. Yeah. That's a bad mistake, man. Who gets to fight first? Imagine Hojo's fighting first. Ben Hannock gets in there after he's already beat someone and gets beat. It's like, well, what happens if like Hojo goes down in within a minute? He just then, goes, bring him straight out. I'm not going out of this ring. Bring him straight in now and I'll take him on. Yeah, there's no breaks. Well, they're saying that the, the boxing association might make him have 60 minutes between fights. No. But then he was. I reckon Gal. Up. Want yeah, to I think Gal wants to go. Like warm. If he if he gets rid of Hojo within three rounds. You jump straight the, in, straight the ropes yeah. and get in. He'd spar longer than that. Mate, he, people don't understand that work ethic on that man. Yeah. You've got to give nothing but respect. He's tough as hell, and it's not like he's he's not fighting world class fighters. No, he's fighting a couple <laughs> of ex footballers. A couple of ex footballers. I don't think um, he has. He, he does not care about that. No, because he has spar spar par, spar spar partners rolling in like that as well. He'd be doing twelve rounds against boxers. Like yeah, at training. He'd yeah, be doing he's, he's not worried at all. No. Anyway, that is another little circus at rugby. That is the fucking best. It's just you <laughs> no know, limit. Georgie Rose good on, on him. fire. Good on you, boys. I think I said somewhere. I think this morning I read that he was saying that why don't they do it like a WWE? Where yeah, they, well, it's a tag it's team. The tag team. It's like the British Bulldogs. You know, like oh. I thought that's what I thought. So Benny's going to be hanging around the ropes, and then soon, as soon he as he's tired, bang, just tag him in. Oh. Till one of them goes down. What happens? Imagine though. What happens? What happens on the on the shoes on the other foot? What happens if Hodges catches him? 
and Gallon gets knocked out. Does and Benny get coins still? He, well, I mean, he still gets paid, doesn't he? This is, that's he'd what be he's, cheering. he's like, please he'd be get like, Hojo. Please get And Hojo him. reckons he's going to knock him out. Yeah, okay. But it's all we'll promoting. see. Anyway. No, one, no one's knocked Gal out. No one. And no. he's fought all the best fighters. And he can, yeah. And I don't think Hojo's going to knock him out. I don't think so. Anyway, we'll probably watch it because why not? It is <laughs> that the is circus. something I would watch. Yeah, because it's fucking hilarious. It's funny. I think it's funny. Like it's that, funny. those two would want to fight Gal. They don't like him that much. Yeah, in Queensland, like Gal loves that shit, man. Yeah, he'll get paid, and, and he's getting paid. He'll get paid. He's getting paid. One thing, we'll move on. We'll move on. Look, the biggest, the biggest story of the like, week. Sorry, just be like the tag team in wrestling. I'd love Benny Hannah just way. going, come on, come on, come on, <laughs> with his hand down, come me, and he's like crawling along the ground and blah, gets he's him on, finally. He's on a standing eight count, running to the side, just trying to get, get in with there, a chair. <laughs> so a real fucking show. I'm so tired. Oh. Spinal. Uh, so Ricky Stewart. Um, has dominated the press over the last little while because of his weak gutted dog comment. What if he just called him a dog? Would that be as bad? Well, I, I like how the dog grew up. So he said he's a weak do- gutted dog as a kid, and now he's a weak gutted dog as a person. Man, as a person. No, he said person. He's not a man. So he's a person. So okay. well, um, he's kept his eye on he's, him. <laughs> he's, look, I, I think. The, the biggest thing here, right, is you're looking at a parent versus a coach. Now, there's obviously been um, there's been speculation. No one actually knows. Ricky Stewart hasn't come out and said he, you know, Paul Kent's come out in his defence and now Paul Kent's getting hammered. Paul Kent handled it badly because he brought Mark Guy into it. And I was like, that was, you know, I understand what you're saying. That what he said? As a parent, he said that Mark Guy has been calling for him to get stood down and Mark Guy should understand as a parent because his daughter got dragged into that whole thing. And, yeah. you know, that had nothing to do with anything. So that was a, it was a pretty weak move from Pick Kent. Pick your game up, PK. Yeah, but... I could be in this journalist business, mate. <laughs> like us. Factual. <laughs> but my, my whole thing with this, Will, it was the wrong forum. There's no question it was the wrong forum. But if you're a parent and you he's held on to that, like he's a, he's a proud parent. And if it is something to do with a family issue and, and, and Ricky Stewart and his foundation, it's pretty clear that, you know, that, that he's, 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 he's got, you know, a very, very um, strong empathy towards um, that, that's, you know, that, that sphere of, I'm not going to say disability. I think his daughter's autistic or whatever, but if there was something said by a kid, I can understand why you look at it and you go, oh man, and you go, oh, well, he's held on to it for 12 years. He should have, you know, that's not the forum. But at the end of the day, it's his kid. Like, 100%. And as a coach, he probably could have been, he could have handled it better by not bringing it up, but he's emotional and he's this and that. Well, that's the way Sticky is. If you know him as a person, which I've known him for over 20 years, for one, he takes shit personal and he holds grudges. Clearly, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Um, and he he doesn't give a fuck what, where he, where he is. If he feels that way, he's going to tell you. Mm. Um, what forum or whatever it is doesn't have, have to be one on one with this kid, and if anything was said from that young that kid Salmon towards his daughter in any any way which was derogatory or anything like that, which I'm going to say it was facts. I'm pretty sure something like that happened from the emotion in it. From the emotion and from what how Ricky was how Ricky was quite emotional when he said it and angry and all those emotions and stuff like something's happened. He would, Sticky wouldn't call anyone out like that. Even when I was like thinking, what the fuck, what has this seven kid done to Sticky? Yeah. I was thinking, I just thought like Sticky just didn't like the kid. But obviously he goes a lot deeper than that because no coach would ever say that about any other person unless something personal happened to him. It's never going to be a football-related it's never thing, a fo- is it? It's not a football-related thing. Like, that kid not- could be like one of the... Could be the one of the worst players, pisshead, all this sort of stuff, bad attitude. That just comes with rugby league, but it's personal. Mm. So just have a think about it if you are a parent at home or anything like that, what you would do. Maybe you'd handle it a little bit different, but you're not Ricky Stewart. Ricky Stewart does what the fuck he wants, and that's and how he feels at the time. I stand by Ricky, what he said. And he's apologised well, too. I, you know? what if, if, that, if that was my kid and someone did that, Doing exactly the same thing, probably worse. I, I think the whole thing, I, I look at it now and, and it's created such like everybody's just, everything creates such a... Everything's con- a big everything's deal a now. big deal and everything oh, happens. Man, and like, especially when I heard that, I was like, ooh, Ricky might be in the news for a while. Because <laughs> I was like, what did he say? We got, we got a do- dog? Oh shit, a dog. Twice. 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 A dog. Like he, he, he doubled, doubled up. Doubled on, down. Doubled down. Yeah. He doubled down. Yeah, he's a, he's a dog now. I was like, 
well, this guy's pissed Ricky off somewhere along the line, and obviously he has. So Ricky's like that man. He would have waited for the perfect, I don't know, scenario where this was. And what did that kid do? Did he kick one of the, he the kicked, pet, he kicked the Raiders in kids? The nuts. Well, I don't know if he kicked him in the nuts. I felt yeah. like I don't know. These things happen. Like you can't. I, what 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 I do know is that if someone that a coach didn't know kicked a bloke in the nuts. He's very unlikely. The coach isn't going to attack his character, is he? He's, yeah. he's going to go, mate, that was a shit act. He shouldn't have kicked him. Well, exactly, what a grub well, act. Exactly. He'd say, that's a dog. It's a dog act. That's a, that's a, <laughs> you could say that. Yeah. I'm not well, going to call him a weak guy. He was on the he was on the same track. He, he was, then, he, then he thought, oh. I'm going blew, harder. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so I can see with Ricky, like, yeah, it's it's gotten deep. And this kid shouldn't have said what he said. Allegedly. I, look, I, the funniest thing, I think, Will, is they've handed down the punishment, right? So he gets fined 25 grand. He, I mean, he's, he, you could buy a house with Ricky Stewart's fines, for starters. But uh, they've said, you can't coach, you can't have contact with, you can't text your teammates. This is from the NRL? This is the NRL, right? This is a penalty for seven days. Now, I feel like Dickie Pruitt is going to have a burner phone. I like, feel like Ricky the, has got the whole team on a Zoom chat right now. How are they policing that? Like, oh, why say the it? fucking FBI or CIA? <laughs> you're the NRL. You give, can't police shit. Give me your what phone little, records. Give me your phone records, Ricky. I'm going to give them to the police so they can waste thousands upon thousands of dollars so they can get... They ain't doing anything. Ricky's Nothing. going to be doing Zoom things from his TV like this. We're looking at that. You've got the whole team on there. Uh, I just... Like, I don't Ricky understand. Ricky burner phone. That's burner what it would be called. It's Do you know what I mean? Like he's got his, he'll have his wife's computer. Like, are you serious? What are you going to sit around? Like, Where do they police yeah, What a baby it? rule. Like, yeah. what are, who do you think you're talking? Like, who do you, who are you policing here? A bunch of kids. Ricky's a grown ass man. Does what the hell he wants. You paid your fine. Now step off. Yeah. I don't know. I like that. I look at you that. Can't and I just go, you can't team, coach your team, mate. Who are you talking? Like, Ricky, who are you fucking talking to? It's, Who's this come from? Volandis? Or the no, NRL? Well, or? Abdo announced it. So, well, yeah, it's, so the it's the NRL. NRL. But they had to do something because there's so much outrage about what he said. And look, I'm not condoning that Ricky Stewart had a go at a kid's character. I'm not saying that it's the right thing or the wrong thing. What I am saying is that ultimately, if it was just said in the press conference and then it wasn't blown up by the media, people wouldn't. Like, now everyone has to have an opinion because it's front page and everyone's going, oh, you can't say... You can say that. You can people say what he say, wants. He can, people say whatever they want. And now he's got fined and we should all just move on. He said he's, what he got. He said what he said. He got fined and he's apologised. What else do you want? Yeah. He's still going to coach his team. I think 100%. he'll figure it out. He'll just 100%. come there with his little moustache like that. How good a moustache is that? <laughs> um, he's so growing his mullet back. The other person that seems to have got his little knickers in the knot um, about words. Sticks and stones may break my bones, William, but names will never hurt me. It appears names do hurt people, but they never used to. Um, so David Clemmer got stood down last week. I can't believe Because he refused to come off with a trainer and he uh, was rude um, to, to, to To Hayden Knowles. Yeah. So what? explain to me, Will. Tell me that... Remember that time you did the microphone thing with the, when you were playing for the Knights and you're on the sideline and you were going, tell Longneck Paul I'm Wayne in. Longneck. Yeah, and yeah. tell him I'm in overtime. Like, mm. you know, that was like, you're, you're as a player, you're making comment mm. about whether you can play, whether you can't yeah. play. Players want to play. You said that. You've been saying that for years, right? Jeez, so okay. Clemmer goes, I want to stay on. And now all of a sudden he gets stood down for a week. Like, I'd stand a bloke down who was saying, take me off, I'm busted. Oh, my God. Clem's been one of their best all year as yeah. well. He's been outstanding. And, like, some players just don't want to come off. I mean, you should try to take, like, guys like Marco Mealy off. The shit that we used to say to our trainer, I felt sorry for our trainer, Supsy. Because <laughs> just say if you had to grab me, just say because you know, like, some fun shit's about to happen and they might take you off just because they don't want you to, Get know, in, yeah, to go fucking far, nuts. Yeah. The things that were said to Scotty Campbell, he's a legend of the game. And he just knew that we were, what we were like. Yeah. We had a bunch of fucking nut jobs in our team, man. Yeah, you did. And if you, if you said it in the wrong way, or if it wasn't like the 35th minute or something, I was actually that tight, you're getting sprayed. <laughs> Absolutely sprayed. Like, you're trying to take, like, even like Steve, like Pricey. Steve Price never really wanted to come off. Mm. You're like, fuck, you could see blokes on there, like, just shrugging their shoulders, get your hands off me, you know, like, yeah. fuck off and like. It's just like, oh, don't shoot the messenger. It's coming from the coach. He's like, fuck the coach too. Like, it's all going. <laughs> but you say some really dumb shit in that, that heat of the moment because you fight up. 
Yeah. And you don't, or, or you just don't want to come off because it's at that moment of the game where you think things are turning or you're getting beat, you're pissed off at yourself and all that kind of stuff. You might have dropped the ball. There's so many variables. And I don't know, who handed the... Who, who handed the fine down? The Knights, obviously. Well, the Knights did. Like, I why think, was it such a big deal? Because H has been around the game for ages. I don't know. I look. I think you know. You, you look at look at it from the outside, and obviously, I'm talking about it from the outside, as everybody is, apart from the people that are involved in the Knights. But it looks to me like it was around that time that they were trying to do the um, before the first of August deal with Power, and it looked like I, I feel like it's just a a push out move with Clemmer. Like he's taken up calories, salary cap space, and. They're sort of saying, well, you know, let's let's put that squeeze on. Mm. But then I reckon what's happened is the players have gone, hang on a second, he rips in every week and he's our best forward. And like, why are you treating him like that? You don't so, treat guys like Clem. He's highly respected within that within any player group, and he plays with a lot of passion. And the Knights have been pretty awful the last couple of weeks, and he's been their best player. He's just mm. like he just does that hard shit all through the middle and all that kind of stuff. So he doesn't deserve this. A week off, what's that going to do? Just give him more motivation to come back this week and yeah. kill someone, really. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, if you look at... Um, and that's Clem on it, like, out of 10. He's probably at a four there. Yeah. Some, he's, he's fucking crazy, mate. He cha- I mean, he chases opposition players after he's the game. He's crazy. You know? Like, he's yeah. like, he Clem's crazy. Like, that that from Clem, that's that's all right. I could cop that. I would like that if I, if I was the coach. Is that all he said? And Hayden Knowles has been around the game for a long time, too. I, I actually I just remember... Think, I reckon H... I'm not sure if this is, if this is H's ordeal like he might have just said what he said or, yeah. or, I don't know how pretty sure that, what they had the video on him you could sort of lip read what he said didn't it Kane? well I think I think he just refused to come off and then I mean he probably said a few or swear did, words he but, did you know, it's all, or did you know I don't think H is that sort of bloke that would run to tell the coach oh my god you should have seen what David Clemens said to me I remember Hayden Knowles. Hayden Knowles has been around the he's game burned, for a long time. Yeah. And he, was and he good, would have been he was a, sprayed. He's a great guy. Great and he was guy. a good athlete when he was a kid but He's too. a really good, yeah. he's a really good, he's one of the great guys in the in the game. So I doubt he would even, even try and cause a little bit of drama here. The club's causing the drama. Mm. Yeah. And as you said, if you want to dig a little bit deeper, maybe they're trying to offload him. Um, I mean, maybe they're just trying to buy a halfback. But um, I think uh, the other thing in terms of contract, speaking about David Clemmer, so... Um, Isaiah Papali'i, who is look, he's probably the Eels' best performer in the Fords week in, week out. Yeah. They've got Paolo, they've got, but Campbell in terms of eighty minutes, yeah, he goes just harder. he goes hard, right? So the Tigers signed him eighteen months, eighteen ago. months ago, maybe 12, 18 months ago, on a on a deal worth six hundred grand because the Eels have got no money. So he came across from the Warriors on a cut price deal to Parramatta. And then Parramatta were like, well, you're now our best four, but we've got no money to compete. So the Tigers come in and they Because they had to upgrade him. Moses. They had to get they had, you know, Brown they, and got the players that were in there for a while. Yeah. Right? So then he backs up a, a terrific season with an even better season this year, really. And then the Tigers are a basket case, obviously, not with the coaching and all mm. that. So now he's come out and said, well, hang on, I might not want to go there. From my perspective, and I know you'll probably have a different view because mm. it's a business no, and that I, sort no, of thing, but from my perspective, I look at the Tigers. Now, if the Tigers sign him 18 months ago and his form goes off a cliff and he ends up playing Reggie's this year, now the Tigers can't then turn or around. Or just say you bust your ACL. 100%, yeah, right? Or, or something like happens. The Tigers can't then turn around and say, I'm going to backtrack on this deal. Can they, they don't not? have a choice. No. Nah. Can they not? Okay. I, 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 I've seen players like Cherry Evans did his backflip, and um, there, there's some I was there. specific. Oh, that's right. He <laughs> took your money. That's right. Damn you, oh, Cherry. I forgot about that. There you go. Yeah, that Sorry. was your 300 games gone right there. Thank you, Titans. Um, but um, yeah, I think the clubs can backflip, but um, but I don't. But the players. Players have the choice somehow where there's a certain amount of time before they can go, no, I'm coming. I don't want to. So from my perspective. They need to fix that shit up. But that's the the case. The Tigers go, all right, well, we've signed Coriusau. We've got Papali'i. New coach. You know, we've got a new coach. We've got Tim Sheens. We've got Benji Marshall. Um, they've got some good young players that are starting to pick like center pick of excellence is going to be built. New so, ground, all that sort of stuff. So they've got a lot of things we're looking forward if you're a young kid. And then if he backflips on them, well, they got a six hundred. They got an edge problem because they let go of Ghana. They let, got rid of Tuolangi for next Who year. I rate, I rate that Ghana kid. Yeah, they're, they're both good football. He's a good line runner, at Ghana, yeah. and, and Tuolangi's been playing really well yeah. the last few weeks for him. So they've let those blokes go, knowing that they're going to have this bloke come. And then all of a sudden, it's like Newcastle with Mitchell Pearce leaving at the start of the season. They've got this huge hole 
just before they can't fill. Someone, like, we're not part of the administration or anything, but that needs to be fixed. How do you let him walk? But like, that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Like, we, we, but is that how, is that how that's contracted? Like, I think I was thinking if I signed in eighteen months, I've signed the deal. Signed. It's done. Yeah, is that not how it is? Well, Henry's going to look it up for us over the next. I mean, uh, I don't know. Or maybe as we said, like because players have been walking here, there, you know, they can do whatever they want. Clubs can let go of a player who's got three years left. Hang on, when it's up to them. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I think it just works both ways. Here we go. We've got. Uh, We'll likely wait until the off-season to confirm whether... Imagine that, the off-season. Like, so he turns yeah. up, it's first day of pre-season, he goes, I'm not coming. And then West go, right, well, we don't have a back rower. But I'm We're just not saying, playing like, a left like edge. Just say with the, with the club who's... That's why I think, because it's been happening so, so much in the last, just say, five, five years, all these long-term deals and then players letting go with three years to go... I think there's so much grey area. If a, if a player is in that position, like Papali is in this position where he, he's in a power position, he's like, oh, well, now Parramatta's come and go, maybe we can pay you about 700 Well, they've lost Reid Marnie and they That's can what I'm probably, saying. Yeah, maybe, they can maybe they can upgrade him. They didn't have the money before. Now they've moved pieces around. And now we can afford him. Like Here he we go. never left. Here we go. It would be utterly bizarre to see players in other sports remain at a club for 12 to 18 months after signing elsewhere, and yet it's commonplace in the NRL. A match like the Matt Burton soap opera last year, this is a tiresome story that won't go away. So there you go. Well, it should go away. Well, I don't know who fixes this. This is way above our pay packet. But it shouldn't happen. They should. There should be no grey area. You sign a contract, you, you deal with you it. Did. Oh, here we go. Given the contract laws were changed a couple of years ago, the player has very little leverage unless there was a contract clause relating to Maguire being part of the club in 2023. Well, that's it. There's always a clause in there. Well, that's probably... A clause. Managers. Like and well, managers. That's what the managers are sort of looking after you all the time. I hate managers. No, that's what I'm saying. But it's like it's been good management there because like just say it happened... The situation right now where... He, Parramatta building to something and he never wanted to go in the first place but they because they didn't have money and now they do have money now I want to stay mm. I don't want to go his family settled everything's settled I don't want to move up and go to another whole club ch- ch- trying to build another culture and all that kind of stuff where Parramatta's you know they're pretty built they're pretty set for the next five years where they can actually make some moves and um, put a bit of a dent in the NRL and maybe, maybe win a flag you know what I mean or mm. a premiership so like I don't think this is ever going to be fixed because of what's been happening the last five or six years. There's so much grey area. They just got to make players mean something. And the because, but then you're never going to get a kid unless and that that, that final little clause in the contract. So the if 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 something happens, there's always an if, if, and you can use it. Yeah, well, you should. I mean, ultimately, and you should be able should to use be, it if, if it's there. And you, like, you'd well, be that's the way. If, not to use it. You'd be, yeah, exactly. So mm. the, it's it's in the player's power, and they they're going to use it. Yeah. Because most of the time, it's not in it's not in our power. No. Because the, because the clubs can get rid of us whenever they want. Mm. Pay your contract out. You might lose lose on a couple hundred thousand when you have got two or three years left. Like fuck you. This is just players having a, a little bit of power, and clubs hate it. Yeah. They hate it because they're not in power to fuck you over. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So like I'm all I'm all for it. If I was in that position like Papaliti, I don't want to leave. Never wanted to leave. Now you got cash, pay me, I'm staying. <laughs> that's it. It's it's easy. But that's how players work. Yeah. I don't know that club. I don't know the coach. Mm. I'm happy here. I've been here for two years. I'm like got a, I'm set here, my family set. If I don't have to go, I'm not going. And I won't feel fucking bad at all. Not going to a club that I don't even fucking know. Yeah, that's how players are. Yeah, I'll fucking keep on stepping and I'll roll into the preseason. I don't give a shit. Cop a little bit of bad publicity. He's not going to cop that much. We'll punt at Leichhardt Oval. They got enough. But he problems. doesn't care. The collapse. It's like someone, What are you going to do? What are you going to do to me? Put a sign you up. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to fucking boo me for the whole game. Fuck you. Who cares? Like, that's how players are. Well, you did get booed. I don't give a you, shit. You got booed. <laughs> 2008, it was... Exactly, and it never really phased me. Do you think I lose sleep over that shit? There were some hurtful things said about you that time. They love you again now, the Bulldogs fan. They love you. It's all... It's like a marriage... Nothing happened. It's a marriage that broke (laughs) down. Nothing happened. People bring it up these days. Get over it, mate. That was what? That was... What happened back? I said, mate, get over it. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm part of the club now. Bye. Club, yeah. Want a a gin? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gin, shut the fuck up. We need to talk about that. Well, while we're on Papaliti's... Yeah. Then Josh Papali has decided he's just come straight out and said he's playing for Samoa. What a boss move. Unreal. I love it. Now, I absolutely love it. Queensland. State no. of origin, Queensland passion. Dead. No. Dead. 
when Toto and Luai... PK didn't know what was going on. It's dead. <laughs> Queensland's <laughs> finished. There's no the more Queensland passion. spirit. It's gone. It's gone. Just, Just right now. God, RIP. Where's the, where's the publicity about that, Will? Like, New South Wales copped it. How much for those oh. two blokes? Those two blokes, Toto had to come out and apologise. To say, I still want to play for... I'm sorry. It's probably a lesson learnt on how to handle that delicate situation. Better than it's they did. Don't say anything. No. Whatever you're feeling in your heart, kid, you say it after Origin. Because while Origin's on, whatever you fucking say is amplified by a thousand. Yeah. That's a lesson to learn from, from any kid that's playing now. If you've got anything other than to say about Origin, don't say it. Just quietly announce it at the end of the series. Exactly. Like, like, like Papa Big Lee Papa. Did, and no yeah, one cares. No one cares, man. He's a genius. Yeah. And that's that's probably a bit of um, OG in him. You know, been around the game for a yeah, while. Smarter, He's yeah, He's a bit smarter. Knows. It's not really talking with his heart. He knows it's all about Queensland. It's all about Game 3, all that sort of stuff. Or winning Origin. It's not about my international game. Like, they just caught Toto slipping. Yeah, well, he's a young kid. Because he's a young kid, man. It's like, you know, he's a young kid and he's honest. Yeah. You know, he's... Told the truth. He hasn't been around the game. He hasn't been around the game for that long, you know? Like, he's he's just... He's only been in the game for two or three years and they got him sleeping and he would never... Lesson learnt. Don't tell the truth to journalists, kids. Ever. Don't speak with your heart. Don't Uh, use it against you. So... I've left my favourite. So what happens then? So like, I think Big Papa's going to go. Toto's going to go. I think that's just going to open light. a r- oh, be ripple effect now. Yeah. Everyone's going to go. Yeah. Um, Daniel Holdsworth is an assistant coach. Is he? Yeah, good guy. Yeah. One of the ex-Bulldogs players. So he's a smart cat. Um, they've still got who's the head coach? Matt Parrish. Matt Parrish is still the head coach. Just just do your thing, mate. Um, Matt hopefully, as long as players are coming over and they're playing and they're, they're willing to break bread with Parrish... He's willing to break bread with them, get into the culture, dive right into it, get it the players like in there. Are. Yeah, well, I think they must be. They yeah. must be. And um, get that Samoan team in the top four or five where they belong. They get can, Rennie get, back. as a Get some good people back around yeah. the, around the, um, around the in, international club. Yeah, you know for sure. I mean? like, you're going to have Crichton. If all these big dogs, like... They like, will. What if Tino wants to play? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, because Tino's 21. He's going to have a 10-year, 15-year career playing for Australia if he wants. Yeah. You know, does he just go, oh, well, I represented Samoa when I was younger. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can sort of get it out of the way, and then you try and represent Australia for the for the next World Cup or the next Four Nations or whatever we play. So I think a lot of these kids are going to be thinking like that because Big, Big Papa holds a lot of energy within that group. Very well respected. Very highly respected and still one of the premier props in the game. He's going to be picked in the Australian side. He would have been picked. He would have been picked in yeah. the Australian side. There's no doubt in my mind. And he's just going, you know what? I'll represent um, Samoa in the World Cup. So that could be like a Talmalolo for Fida. I reckon it is. It's a yeah. boss move, man. It's good. It's great for the international game. And these these younger kids, man, they can show the way. They can show the way for these young, even younger kids who are, you know, 16, 17 years old. They're going to be in that position. Yeah. Good. Good on him. So my favourite story, I've left it till last because that's my favourite. So South Sydney Rabbitohs. South Sydney yeah, I've seen is this a kid? Is a guy who doesn't cross Anzac Parade? Basically, and he doesn't go further. I do occasionally. I do go. I don't mind. You go further than Moveley Road. I like Maroubra. I like <laughs> and McPherson. <laughs> but South Sydney have signed a deal out at Homebush. Please explain all this. To expecting the, to the punters. expecting that the stadium upgrades are going to go ahead. The stadium upgrades don't go ahead, and they say. So they, when you talk about stadium upgrades, they, they said they were going to upgrade Acor, didn't they? Acor, yeah. And then they went. And then they and went. everyone just went. COVID, put spend it nothing, on nothing. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden they've gone. Oh well, we'll play at the new football stadium. No, you won't. You won't because you just signed out there. So ten, at the ten moment, year deal? I think it was ten years. Yeah. So I think what's happened now is South Sydney will be playing. Uh, they'll be playing down in Daisyville. At David Phillips Field. They've got to stand down there. See how the borough will have to go and park near Roland Park. So wow. they've got a centre of excellence. They could play at Heffron. Man, Heffron should be a stadium. That like a stadium at Heffron. Ground. Yeah, it's big. It's huge. Anyway. It's so great. Enjoy Homebush Souths. Yeah, it's that's good. What they do, 10-year deal of Acor would have been millions. You know what, though? It's venues New South Wales that run them both. I guarantee you. Oh, they'll be playing one or two games. It's I reckon what will happen is they'll say, you know what? Because they pay, they, like the they grounds pay. pay yeah, they'll go, well, you can play there, but we're not paying you anything. It's your choice. Yeah, and then yeah. they'll have to cop either a financial lock or... They will. They will and Because you just get off the merch. Yeah. I think if they had that game at, um, like the last game here, 
will be unreal. We're going yeah, to go to that. Yeah, We're going to go sure. to that. But next year, I reckon South will probably play two games there. They'll yeah. have to. Just for their fans. I mean, look, they've got the most loyal fans and they still get like 25. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're, they're, I mean, they're not going as good as last year, but they'll still show up. You know, fucking Faraday's homebush on a Friday night. Mm. It's terrible. And they still do it. But South's got a big supporter base. They'd be Half of them would be out west anyway. But um, man, when they got kicked out of the comp, that was good. <laughs> you were marching, weren't you? You were marching with marching. Ray Deneen. I was there. Ray, Ray Martin. Do you know Ben? Ben Tyrrell. Uh, ben was playing for yeah. South at that stage. Was he? Yeah, he played. He played his. First, he played two first grade games um, in ninety. Must have been ninety nine or ninety eight, and they kicked him out of the comp. Career over. Yeah. Sucked in Ben. They offered him to go to the Cowboys, Good but decision. he yeah. <laughs> He said no. He missed Craig Coleman. All right, so... Trindle. <laughs> the, um, the Panthers and the Storm. This would have been a good game, except the Storm have got a Reggie side. The Panthers have got a Reggie side. It's like... This would have been the best. After this Origin, been, everyone's yeah. sort of, you know, jostling for positions. Now we've got Luai Cleary out. No I don't even Hughes, want to watch it. No Pappenhausen. I don't, I don't want to watch the game. Yeah, it's just that's not exciting. How, that's how bad it is. You lose a couple of stars in this game now. And fucking people just turn off. Or maybe that's just me. No, look, do you know what, Will? It's, <laughs> it's got to be a quality game, man. I just don't want to sit there watching, you know, and just listen to these fuckhead commentators. I'm like, oh, it does my head in. I look at the Storm, though. Like, Storm last week, playing Munster at fullback, he was ridiculous at fullback. Like, that bloke is just a freak. freak but man. without, without, so they brought Munster back into the halves, but they've lost Jerome Hughes. So I, I look at, like it's a massive. There's no loss. damage on his shoulder, but yeah, which is good. So that they've still got a chance. I think he'd be out for two, maybe two weeks, two or yeah. three weeks. Just rest up. To rest the semi-finals. Up. They've kick. made the semi, so um, all right. Well, we won't talk about that game. It'd be good. Do you know the thing that you, you just want to see? You want to see that would have been best, such a quality game. The if best they, if everyone was playing right now at their peak after Origin. Fuck, this is that's that's a game that you want to watch. That's that's close to the grand final if if they're both full strength sides. Um, so what's Pap out for the year? He's gone. Hughes is out for a bit. Clear, he's got three yeah. more weeks in jail. Um, Luai's still injured. Luai's a grade two man. Was it grade two? Or Fisher three? Harris is out. He got suspended for something. Oh. It's like turn who kick out yeah, back is he? Oh, people want to see the middles go hard. Yeah. You want to see Jesse and Fisher Harris go at it. Fucking, that would turn. That would. That's enough to turn to to get me to turn it off and yep. watch Union. Except there's none on Thursday, so we'll probably watch it anyway. So, so watch something on uh, Netflix. Watch the old Netflix. We could watch a rom com together. Watch the Notebook. Furries together. Furries. <laughs> I don't know if anyone out there knows it's what a, a furry is. <laughs> it's a cartoon. It's on Netflix called oh, Furries. There is actually a documentary on it. Yeah, there it's actually fucking is. Disgusting. Yeah, Henry's a furry. Uh, the Warriors against the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs, mate. What about them? How good are they going? They're going good, mate. Yeah. But as I said, quality. Guys like uh, Val Holmes and, you know, even Townsend's kicking game. And just, it's got quality. That Tuolungi and that Nanai and all that kind of stuff. They just stuck in there. Yeah. They stuck it in there. Because we were over them. We were all over them in that first half and even parts of that second half. But they end up just doing some quality stuff. And they're a good team, man. Deedon's, like, come out of origin. Like, he's a fucking oh, he's, a killer. Yeah. Seriously, the confidence on that kid. He's found levels. He's found another level, and that's probably the, the level that they had on him coming out. When of, he was coming, coming out of school. Out of school. Yeah. Like, as I said, we'll go back to the development of players. Give the kid time. What's this? Is now his third or fourth year? Seabold. You know what I mean? You rush him straight out of school, boys. Expect they can take on men. Seabold gave him three games and brushed him. Yeah. You don't judge. do that to kids. And they just judge. got to start from the bottom and now he's showing potential. This is exactly where they do show potential. Now. How is how, Explain this to me, William. How is Mick Potter not in the conversation... For even a head coach. For a head coach job. How is he not getting a head job? Because I just don't think they take interims that serious because they know it just changes the whole... I don't know, like... It, it, the change and all that kind of stuff and, you know, like... His, no, I, I just don't I get, think you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Like I get all that the interims come in and they go good. If it's the last, except for Kamali, if it's the last, if it's the last five ga- games of the year, I get it. They sacked him. They yeah, sacked Barry. So he's had, he's yeah. had like he's coached more than half the season, and their yeah. winning record in that half is yeah. phenomenal. I think I think he should be up there with you know. I don't know why they don't talk about him, and he did a good job at um, the Tigers too. To be honest, 
But they sack every coach. You walk yeah. in there, you're going to get five minutes at the Tigers. <laughs> uh, it'd be different if they had like a Pen, uh, Penrith roster and you fucked that up. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? It'd be like, I know. All right, you're gone. But, you probably well, can't you, coach. You, yeah. you, you probably can't coach. Know. You know, if, you, if you're fucking that system up. But have a look at their teams in the last five, you know, five to ten years. Not they haven't great. had a good roster. No. And, you know, either the nines down, seven, six, one. It's all over the place. And you, and the forwards aren't really that good. They've never been known as to be real tough and all that kind of stuff. They're, they're known to be flashy and skillful. Yeah. You know that, right? Yeah. That, the whole DNA was at 2005, 16. Yeah. When Robbie Farris coming out doing tricky shit and Todd Payton's been a mad ball player, Heining, Heinington and all these guys were Prince highly skilled. Yeah. Highly skilled. They were flashy as hell. Yeah. They weren't this tough sort of... That, that wasn't their DNA being these tough hardball like Penrith are or like the Bulldogs are traditionally... You know, all that kind of stuff. They play high, highly skilled football and they beat you with football. Mm. Like, that is your DNA, West Tigers. Try and sort of find that again. Maybe that's what Benji and Robbie are trying to install back. Yeah. Because that's what their fucking DNA is. They ain't going to sit there and try and go bash, bash, bash with you. No. They'll fucking beat you around the ruck with skill. Now, because everyone's very one-dimensional, they don't really coach these young kids how to pass be highly skilled IQ or anything like that. Very robotic. This is your fucking product. Mm. This is it. And I think they're trying this they're trying to sort of wind that clock back to that sort of era where players were highly skilled were coming out through the like, we're all the 90s sort of schoolboys. We were highly skilled as big guys. Mm. You know what I mean? We got taught how to pass left to right, right to left, all that kind of stuff. You throw a ball in some front rowers hands, some teams can barely pass a ball left to right. Like more than five meters, yeah. Spiral or or end over end, yeah. It's fucking frightening. Yeah, it's it terrifying. is frightening. Anyway, <sighs> Tiger Sharks. Is that it? No, we've got Eels Rabbitohs. This should be a good game. This will be the. Gee, best. the Rabbitohs are on fire. This will be the best game of the round. Rabbitohs are on fuego. Good on them too. Fuego. I don't mind watching. <laughs> fuego rabbits. Fuego. <laughs> do you reckon? Do you reckon the Rabbitohs can make a run? I reckon oh, they fuego. can. And a fuego. Well, they only got beat what by one point against Cronulla. That was before they had went on a two-game run. They lost. Now they, they come back again. And what they did to the Warriors last week, it was yeah. they needed to In call the, the Westpac chopper. Yeah, it was done. Pretty bad. That was that was bad. Bad. Latrell. Bad. Latrell was untouchable. I oh, know. Like he's making line breaks like he was playing for Tari. Like, <laughs> un, like like him going back at club level. At club. Like, it's a fucking NRL team. You yeah, know what I mean? Know. You've got to tackle this kid. He's he can make a, a Jared Haynes sort of run in 07 yeah. and 09 where he will just carry that whole team on his back, do some ridiculous individual stuff, elevate other people's games. He has that aura about him. He looks the most happy I've ever, happiest I've ever seen him. I want, I want him to make a run. Para at 245, that's quite disrespectful to Para, to be honest. In, like They've been going all right. They beat Penrith a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. The Roosters, Cowboys. Oh, the Cowboys are 225. That's again. Do you know what? The Roosters must be ecstatic that this is the last game at the SCG because it is the worst place in the world no. to watch a rectangular sport at. The worst ever. I the love the SCG. is worse. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Anything with a CG in it. Because it's bigger. It's bigger. Yeah, you can't see a thing. Cowboys. Cowboys. Are, I like the Cowboys. Sorry, there's one time I was watching the New South Wales play and I was up the, this, this corner and Fox was on the left side corner. He was 200 metres away. <laughs> Not even joking. It yeah. was that far away because you've got to get onto the field and then back, you know, like about 50 metres to you even see that and then 120 metres to the back corner. I was like, I can't see him. Was well, that was 27 gins. You <laughs> I was looking at the big screen. <laughs> the Cowboys are going well, though. Yeah, they are. The Roosters, I tell you what, Matt Lodge, he has proved to be. When, when Hargraves has been outstanding back, too. Lodge, Hargraves, Takiaho, and if Collins comes back, that's a pretty that's good a middle fair, rotation. It's a fair middle. Yeah. Fair middle. And that's like, where they've struggled a little bit, to be honest, is is through that middle because yeah. Warrior Hargraves has been injured a lot. Mm. And, and I mean, his form, he has just been phenomenal, to be honest. Like young kids like Lodge would have looked up to him. For sure. Love playing him. Now you're playing alongside and You would have hate playing him in his prime. Yeah. Now you're, like, you're playing with him. Like, you're going to grow another leg. And I think Lodge has had that. Like we said that about Lodge a couple of weeks yeah. ago, he could be outstanding for these guys. And he has been, and he has been because he's like he's toned down a lot of that like hyper aggression shit. Yeah, and he's just playing football. He's got a nice pass on him. He understands the game. He's aggressive when he wants to be, and he's just like it's a little tag team there with him and Hargraves. But if you get Lindsay system. Collins back, I'm worried. I'm worried about that kid. Could be a Roosters. But I'm worried. You see final. that another knockout? Yeah, it's not good. He needs to take care of his head. Mm. Like I don't care how tough you are, mate. He's just getting. 
or t- his tackle tech needs to be um needs to be fixed because he's coming in on those tackles and just getting hit and collected in the head too many too many times. Yeah, it's not a coincidence. Something's no. up. His tackle tech's off. So um, mate, Foles Robbo, he's fucking getting Victor Radley to teach him how to tackle. They're pretty good with their managing of head yeah. symptoms. Yeah, they, well, they, they're leading the way. Yeah, they look are. what they've been doing. Sharks will beat the Tigers. Tigers without Hastings are legless. Nothing. Did you see them? Nice they, could, they could not. They Every time they got anywhere near a scoring position, I was like, just give the ball to Dewey because he's the only bloke that's. That's why no one wants Brooks. Yeah. This is where Brooks has got to stand up against a team like Newcastle, which is quite beatable. They haven't been going that good. You know he's injured. Brooks? Mm. No, I didn't know. He played the same. But if, if he, he was, was. But if he was playing, he, he should have carved sh- him up. <laughs> All right? That's my point. Good point. That's an excellent point. You know what? He didn't win. He wasn't playing. It's his fault. Uh, the Broncos. On Brooks. <laughs> the Broncos. Sorry, Brooksy, you would have killed it. How many gins did you have over the weekend? So What's that game? No, I know. I did. I wish I hadn't. The Broncos versus the Knights. The Broncos win that. Mm-hmm. Broncos been. They need this win actually just to get yes. out of. Uh, They're in a bit, bit of a slump. A bit of a slump. Pump last week. The Raiders getting coached by Mickey Pruitt. <laughs> He, Mickey Pruitt is not a bad coach. He's a good coach. With intense. He's coming in with the beanie on. He's intense. He's, <laughs> he won't do the press conference. I'd love if he just turned up and he's in the box with like a, a painted beard. And a French beret. <laughs> painted beard and fake uh, cornrows. <laughs> we were like Kenny Powers. <laughs> uh, they'll beat the Dragons. And the Titans. If Eagles. you're the Titans, sign Mick Potter. Yeah. Beryl's isn't foreign. Or, they'll go right next year with them. Look how positive I am for the Titans. There's still Aaron. Because they've still got a decent pack. That's why. Yeah, they do. That's what sucks. Manly. Anyway. Willie's Big Boys. All right, here we go. One thing I do watch all the time is the Big Boys. They go hard. Um, This guy hasn't really got that many points this year, but... I've been watching him closely all year, and he's a good friend of mine. To- Toby Rudolph, he just does all the shitty things that, like, most, like, you need one prop that's just big, ferocious, makes meters, all that sort of shit. Then you need, like, a Toby Rudolph. Mm. Makes all those good meters, plays big minutes, does a little, all the cleanup around the around the ruck. Like, he played against St. George. I'm saying St. George because it's a rivalry game. I know how much they hate each other. But he played 60 minutes, 16 hit-ups, 157 meters gained. You know what I mean? Like he does like you know, 27, 30 tackles, hardly any misses. Like he just does shit just like, you got to applaud the kid. And he does that week in, week out. Does it week in, week out. So he's a good kid. Um, two votes goes for big Jared Warrior Hargraves. I just think he's, like the Broncos have a fair pack. They're yeah, big they and they're aggressive and they're young. Flegler, Haas, all these other kids. They, did, they missed Carrigan. Mm. They missed him big time. Just he's, you know, he's, because he's been ball playing around the ruck a lot. But I'll read our big JWH's stats out. 57 minutes, 15 hit-ups, 145 metres made, 30 tackles. All these guys are said all, all above 90% efficiency. Three points goes to big Regan Campbell-Gillard. Because I know this is a rivalry match as well, so both teams are always up for this, Para and the Eagles. Um, so his stats were 54 minutes. Getting over 50 is massive. 19 hit-ups, 203 metres. 20 tackles, no misses. That's what you want from your big boy. Mm. So that is my big boys for the week. Leaderboard is so Campbell Gillard on 11 points. He's coming third. Second is James Fisher-Harris and Junior Paul on 13. And first, Jason Taumalolo. So it's, it's, it's pretty tight up the top there. Guys like JWH and that. He, he's, if he had played more games, he would have been having a lot more votes. But um, it seems about right. That's, they're pretty much our, our best guys at, at, at the moment. So um, there you go. I didn't put my bet in. Fuck. All right. Well, the producer won last week. Oh, wow. It's, you know, this is a momentous occasion because he has literally contributed nothing this year. <laughs> and so, we won. He won something. No, he we won. won. We, we all won. won. We all won. We won $323, meaning that we are over the two grand mark. So, you know, we've just, it's slow and steady wins a race. That's two grand still helps with a junior club. I don't think we'll be giving it to two junior clubs, splitting a thousand. This will be just the one. <laughs> so we'll have to make sure that they do it properly this year. But my bet this week, uh, I'm taking your Bulldogs head to head, the Sharks 13 plus. 
Manly head-to-head and the Raiders to cover five and a half because of their wonderful new coach in the beret. Uh, you're going to do a bet later and we'll put that up somewhere, won't we? We'll do that. We can put it on social or media. Or do I just have to make it up now? Go on. Pick three anytime try scorers. Just pick three now. I was going to pick my big boys just then. Go. <laughs> <laughs> no. Off the top of my head. Three. No, right. So Alex Johnson. Yep. Cobbo. Yep. And I was, oh, who's the kid for um, Katoni Staggs? We're going two from Brisbane. All right. Yeah. So we're going Katoni Staggs, Cobbo. Because I think they're going to score some tries against the Knights. They'll score some tries. Okay. So we'll put that down. And just to win, I'm going to get the Broncos to win 13 plus. I thought you'd just stop, but no, nah, we're still nah. going. Here we go. Broncos to win 13 plus. What are the Roosters paying? The Roosters are paying. $1.65 against the Cowboys. Give me your thing. Hang on. You've got the same sheet. Do I? No, it's I don't. Under, it's underneath. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys, 1-12. to 12. That's it. That's it. All right. We've got that. That'll pay $8 million. And the producer oh, has gone Storm, Bulldogs, Eels, which is $10 because I feel the like he's not even caring. Doesn't care. Does not care. Tips. Just goes like that. Hang on, is this one twelve for the producer? Does that still count the one cheat? It's still so it's one eleven for the producer, and I'm five ahead. All right, so and the tips are Panthers, Bulldogs, Rabbitohs, Roosters, Sharks, Broncos, Raiders, Seagulls. Mm. Uh, so That's all of us. Me and Will have gone the same. So it's seventeen, seventeen seventy three for Will's bet. They could all score tries too. So I might be in. <laughs> You're always so positive. I love it. Uh, all right, let's have a look at the Twitter questions. All right, so oh, Callan O'Neill. Callan, the great man O'Neill, wants to know, what's the etiquette on how to speak to trainers? Well, there isn't one, There's is no there? etiquette. It's just a little bit of respect. If you're, if you're a young kid, shut your mouth. If you've got some runs on the board, say what you want. Yeah. Just don't make it personal. Don't make it personal. I mean, you can tell them to fuck off and everything like that. They're used to that. But if you, you know, have a crack at them, say... You're a weak-gutted dog. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is a bit of a no-no. Dan would like to know if I could rock the red suit next podcast and go with the complete Ron Burgundy. Do you know what, Dan? I'll look into that for you. I will wow. look into that. Yeah. I have many leather-bound books <laughs> and my office is deep mahogany. <laughs> he reads everything off the prompter. <laughs> he does. I will too. I'll read anything you can put in front of me. All right. Well, that'll do. So... Uh, we'll do some Twitter games this week, I reckon. And yeah, I'll be, I'll be at home all week. You're actually home. Um, do a rate and review. I'll be know. at the start, actually. I've got to watch a couple of games. Yeah. And then uh, Mason's Take. Dot com. com. Dot au. That's it. Dot Nigeria. <laughs> See you next week. Yeah. I'll be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Wow. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 